we are back again with another episode of Rise, Rise Up Radar. We got a solo show tonight. I think uh, Thursdays will be riding solo from henceforth. Uh, we got a couple notes and some headlines going around the uh, pertaining to the Falcons and around the NFL as well. Um, a couple things for just a quick show tonight that the Arthur Blank, the owner, obviously, of the Atlanta Falcons had some uh, media coverage today. Had met with the press um, today, and um, they asked him, you know, a bunch of questions and direct questions that obviously he couldn't answer. But he also there was also some very other interesting um, answers that they obviously asked him who they're going to draft, and he can't he can't say all that. But um, an interesting perspective i heard a couple of things that he was just being honest about that that arthur blank is it was uh talking about this new regime and how he's excited about the new regime and maybe not in so many words comparing them to the old regime but um you know pointing out that things were done a certain way in the past couple like with the uh thomas dimitrov as the general manager also with quinn and Mainly just those two because, I mean, there was the last ones. But he had some very interesting um, uh, answers to some of the questions in um, his interview. So another one of the things he said was that obviously the big news that broke uh, before this all these interviews happened with, um, with Arthur Blank's media availability. But uh, that he said, quote, he would be very surprised if Matt and Julio weren't Falcons next year. And it already came out. I guess earlier this week that they're de- they're not looking to trade them or they're not they won't be traded. So we've already gone over that kind of um, some maybe some realistic candidates or even you know what it would even look like to trade those two big pieces and to mainly just two big contracts. So um, other blanks smart. I think uh, I think he had a couple he had a misstep with the media. I think with the Julio thing at one time. He said that Julio will be a Falcon for life. And then, of course, Julio, with two years left, maybe even three years left on the deal, set a precedent that he got a new contract, got extension, and got some more money. So um, I think he's <laughs> he's being a little more wise with his words. But he also did say some things in there that was like brutally honest, which was really cool to see. So um, another uh, interesting nugget just from the press conference was that he mentioned – Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot's age, that they are close in age and they are both relatively young to that position. Arthur Smith's 38 and Terry Fontenot is 40. So 41 years young is what uh, Arthur Blank said. Or 40 years young, excuse me. And, um, and he, you know, mentioned their creativity and the, like, the fresh face and all that stuff. And so, you know, it kind of just was like, I guess... Thomas Dimitrov thought he was young, but I don't know. It just wasn't. He had some real blunders, and uh, I think just I think Arthur Blank. I could I could see it. I think he was really excited. He's really excited. I'm excited. I'm excited for Terry Fontenot. See how he does in the draft, and then Arthur Smith. See if we can't revitalize this running game. And I know he's not just known for running game because there's only one Derrick Henry, but I mean Ty- Ryan Tannehill had a great couple seasons as well with um 
Arthur Smith calling the plays, and then Arthur Smith having the boldness and having the confidence enough to call to you know announce that he will be calling plays. So which is a, it's an exciting time for the Atlanta Falcons. Um, and Arthur Blank also mentioned that you know the Saints are a, a, a fairly successful franchise, much to our chagrin, but. Um, the the Saints have 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 adopted a a draft philosophy of bless best player available, and at pick number four, the Falcons will have tons of options. Even if I mean, even if there's three quarterbacks off the board off the rip, if Justin Fe- or um, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and for whatever reason, Zach Wilson, all off the board. I mean, there's tons of options. Boost up the defense, trade back. You could boost up the offensive line. There are so many options, and then this is kind of like the sandbox. This is Terry Fontenot's first first big shot at this. So, uh, I don't know. It's exciting. I won't pretend to know what they'll do, but um, it's fun to talk about another inside of uh, – we'll, we'll circle back to that, too, in a little bit. And later on in this episode, that um, and the Falcons in okay, so they're talking about Matt and Julio and them being here next year, and talking about um that the the Falcons have done a good job with Roddy and with Julio and now with Calvin Ridley to kind of just pass the torch along, and that's part of being a good coach, and that kind of brings us back to what me and Todd were saying that that um Thomas Dimitrov did not set you up to pass the torch in a lot of these positions um you would have a great player and then you would just be you know not drafting anybody behind him to push him or whatever so obviously quarterbacks a little bit different animal you don't just patrick mahomes don't just grow on trees and they get put in your system sometimes you do have a quarterback that's supposed to be grooming and learning your system but he's just not that good so um i don't know there's a bunch of ways to look at this and what the paradigm but um what also Arthur said that the Falcons haven't had a running game in a couple years. So, well, for the owner of the team to say that the Falcons haven't had a running year, running game in three years, that's it. I mean, it's the truth, and it's also like pretty disheartening and an indictment to this team that has been built that the running game has just been pitiful, and he sees it. The person who is in charge, the person who cuts the check, like uh, that's that's so with him with, with that strong language right there. I mean, like flat out quote that you know that could lead you to a couple different draft strategies if you want to follow that logic. The that logic could could mean an offensive lineman, and then later on a running back. That could mean stretching or reaching for a running back. That could be trading back for a running back. I don't know what all that means but um it's it's cool to see arthur being a little candid there and being say you know what we haven't had a running game instead of like you know rose colored glasses all the time so just a little bit of dose of reality and it's exciting it's going to be it's going to be a fun it's going to be a fun year so circling back to um the draft a, a name that I've I've looked at and uh, there's a couple of names that during the Senior Bowl and and other just 
doing drafts or not drafts, but um, looking at highlight reels and reading some stuff on the internet that um, uh, Carlos Basham is a edge player or edge. Um, yeah, he plays edge for Wake Forest, and he had an incredible Senior Bowl. And I'm not kidding. He, I don't think he was projected maybe second or third round. Um, but he might have played himself into the first round. I mean, maybe even mid-round because he was actually, like, absolutely playing his butt off against, you know, the, in the senior bowl. So look out for that name, Carlos Basham. Um, obviously, you don't not take anybody at four right there. Uh, it's got to be an elite player at four, but I think Carlos Basham would help the Falcons if he slides and, I'm sure he won't slide. I'm sure he's made a name for himself. Somebody will take him. But um, I kind of just started doing research like that. But another one that I've seen, we're talking about that run game. We're, we're doubling back here. Arthur's talking about not having a run game in three years. Well, this could be the answer. Obviously, Najee, there's some great backs this year. There's Najee. There's Trey Sermon. There's Clyde Edwards-Alaire. There's no, 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 no. I did it every time. Sorry, Todd. Coin of the jar. Um, there is uh, ETN, but there's also the guy from UNC. Remember the name, Javante Williams. And I think he is a big back, but he's also he's a really balanced. And he could, he he would be able to really help your run run game as well. I've watched a lot of highlights of him, and I've he could catch the ball at the backfield. I don't know about his blocking, but... That always seemed to be a problem for the Atlanta Falcons. Maybe just in, in general for the Falcons that not only just running back blocking, but the, the offensive lineman blocking as well. But, um, yeah, Javante Williams would be a, a name in the second round that I would not be mad at. Um, obviously not in the first round, but in the second round. And then, um, so just kind of playing out scenarios just really quick. So Justin Fields, no. If Trevor Lawrence goes one, excuse me. <clears throat> Trevor Lawrence goes one, and then number two is Justin Fields to the Jets, and then the the uh, the Dolphins pick uh, Jamar Chase is my guess, or a wide receiver. But you got the big tackle. Right there at four, you can snatch him up. If you don't like Zach Wilson, which the more I think about this draft and the more I really look at this roster, the more I'm like agreeing with Zach is this roster just needs so much, man. I think we could trade back. I think we should trade back. Dude, I th there's – and the amount, the haul that you could get, you could fleece maybe Carolina. If you if Carolina's looking to jump up – they're, they're pick number eight. So if you if you switch with them, you'll get their number eight, which is still top ten. You could get number eight, probably um, a second next year and possibly even a first next year. Uh, I, I saw a crazy price for jumping up and that's not that's what four slots to get to number four to take with Zach Wilson but it's such a coveted spot right there that I think they would they would pay out the wazoo if they really thought Zach Wilson was their guy 
So, I mean, in, with that, man, you could really, really boost. So, like, eight, you're talking about maybe – I really like the guy, the, the linebacker from Penn State, Michael Parsons, maybe a, a linebacker to play with Debo. But you really need defensive, defensive line help. And every defensive line, Coach Quinn thought he had the secret sauce. Um, Dan Quinn thought he had it going on. Thomas Dimitrov thought he understood – what what it looked like to de- draft a defensive end, but for whatever reason they just cannot figure out the right um, evaluation or what have you for a, a successful defensive end because defensive end is such a strange position anyway. It's predicated. I mean, uh, translating from the college to the NFL game sometimes it just doesn't work, just like anything I guess in any other position, but. Um, you get paid so highly and people expect so much of like sacks and being disruptive, but these guys are, I mean, offensive linemen are so good too, but if you don't work on your moves, this is what I'm getting at. If, if, if you are constantly, if you're just staying still and you're not adding to your repertoire or adding to your moves, you're going to get past and you're going to get, you're going to get, you're going to fizzle out and not going to be in the league very long. So, um, I don't know if I see anybody worthy of a top eight pick for uh, a defensive end, but um, I don't know. See, that would be my only two positions that I would want to take that high at number at number eight would be a defensive end or a linebacker. If we could go corner there, I guess. If you if you really wanted to spend a, a, a top ten pick again on a corner, then you would have AJ Terrell. And maybe even Patrick Sertan um, on the other side. So that would be a nice defensive back room. You got Patrick Sertan. Maybe Keanu Neal comes back. Maybe he doesn't. But um, I don't know. And Dean Pease would be able to get his hands on him. Um, yeah. So I don't know. This is some hypotheticals there. Um, trading back to eight or nine with the Niners or. Broncos, that seems to be, and you could get yourself a. I wouldn't go any farther than that because you can get a haul. You could get still get a bunch of picks, but you don't really want to be stuck with fourteen. You know, pick fourteen. We've done plenty of pick fourteens. We want to stay top ten so we can get a nice quality, a uh, nice quality starter. Because if you're going top ten, you got it. I mean, you're ex- you're expected to start. Um, I think that's a pretty. Uh, realistic um standard there okay so and another another kind of a headline is earlier this week it came out that todd Gurley was was intrigued by dean uh, not dbs but arthur smith's you know calling the plays at with the atlanta falcons now coach smith coach art i guess that um he's intrigued and he's excited for the Atlanta Falcons season, all the stuff, tones of, hey, I want to still be here because I think this is going to be fun. But he is a shell of himself. He is not the same as he once, I mean, not even a year ago. Maybe <clears throat> maybe even a couple years ago. But um, 
I think the, Father Tom is caught, caught up to him and then just the wear and tear of his body, which is unfortunate because he was so so good, so good. But um, he's he wants to stay. But right before we went on the air tonight, uh, Todd Gurley tweets out. He says, um, "I got some furniture in Atlanta. I need or I got some furniture in Atlanta. I need to get rid of." I don't know if that's a cryptic text or a cryptic whatever tweet if I'm reading too much into it, but it sounds like it sounds like uh, I don't know if he's going to get the opportunity. Although Todd Gurley, I know we've all talked about this before, but Todd Gurley was on a very friendly deal um, to to keep to have Todd Gurley around. Now his red zone production, as Todd mentioned before, was pretty good, but I mean the wheels came off. Eight weeks into the season, he's he's you know he's got his tongue on the ground and he's just his knees can't keep up. That's just the truth. That's who he is. But if he switches, after we've talked about this before as well, that if he switches to being a third down back and not the primary bell cow, there might he might could carve out another a niche for another couple of years. So, um, so along with that, that Leonard Fournette is a free agent next year. Would you be interested? And bringing in Fournette instead of Gurley, and so you would draft the kid that I was talking about for UNC. Um, uh, Javante Williams, and then you would even have Leonard Fournette in your backfield, and then the other running back group that you have, which no one ever seemed to get playing time. When I'm, what I mean, no one ever, but I mean Quadri Allison been on the roster for a while from Pitt and uh he hasn't seen much run so Brian Hill had to come back another time to get some get some play and then who's oh Ito Smith not really as reliable as you would want you need a reliable back so I don't know that's got to be a draft draft I mean obviously there's draft need but it's got to be addressed in a draft and um in the second round I don't. I, I feel pretty comfortable comfortable going second round for for a running back. Maybe even a third round. Maybe even Trey Sermon falls to the third round. Um, so that way you could get you a, a quality um, second round pick. Maybe a defensive end. Maybe you like one of the defensive ends from Miami. Um, not Gregory or so. He'll be gone. But um, the other. I can't think of a name. But the other defensive end. So there could be some defensive ends in that spot. So. I mean, in theory, you could go uh, round one. You could go either quarterback or quarterback or linebacker there. I know I keep throwing that linebacker in, but I really like Michael Parsons. I think he's going to be a, a good one in the NFL. Um, and then you could go so first round quarterback, second round defensive end or defensive lineman, and then third round running back. And then you just start going piling on the defense after that. Just defense, 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 kick returner, somebody. You know, like just a bunch of defense. Safeties, corners, linebackers, defensive linemen, defensive linemen, edge edge rushers, all of it. So that's how I would run it. I would pick up a running back. I would pick up a quarterback. And then after that, straight defense. So, um, yeah, that's that's how I would, I would run it, especially if you had more than – you know, you, you've acquired some more picks. So, um, I think that's really all I had to go through tonight. Just a real quick show. Just, just talking about 
what Arthur Blank said in his media availability. Pretty cool to hear, you know, the owner talk and just a little bit of draft uh, notes. And the, um, the Super Bowl's coming up, so um, I'll be sitting at home watching. I'm glad it's a little earlier in the day. I know it usually is, but uh, I'll be home watching by myself or with the family. Um, it's exciting. And so, um, so my prediction is still the Chiefs. And um, I don't know. I think uh, it'd be cool to see him go back to back. Patrick Mahomes is uh, is quite a uh, unique talent. And um, Matt Ryan, uh, Arthur Blank said in 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 the con- press conference that one of other. T- he is only one of two quarterbacks in history that throw for 4,000 yards for 10 years in a row. And the other person is Drew Brees. I mean, Arthur Blank spitting hot fire in the, in the uh, interview because about his quarterback. And so I, I, the way he speaks of him so highly, I, you know, I don't think he's getting traded anytime soon. He might even retire as a Falcon. But, um, yeah, that's that's big praise and that's that's kudos to Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's gonna be a Hall of Famer, especially if he plays well in the next couple of years. So uh, there's a lot of a lot to look forward to coming up. I know I say this uh, maybe not every week, but um, yeah, the draft is coming up. I don't think we've set a date for a draft yet, and I think we've only done Senior Bowl, some pro days coming up. So just stick with us, and we'll we'll get you covered for all the Falcons news. Um, I'm excited. It's gonna be fun got some news they've rounded out their staff they've they've hired some more people some strength and conditioning coaches some minor position players or position coaches so um falcons are are rounding in the form the arthur smith and the terry fontenot era has begun and uh hopefully it's a beautiful marriage that lasts a long time so um i'm excited i think arthur smith i think they're very stable i don't i think they're I know Joe Brady would have been a a a, a risky proposition because this is all risky too. You're betting on the 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 upside here, but um, the hire of Arthur Smith seemed like I'm not saying it's a sure thing because you don't know if he's going to have success, but um, I don't know. It feels it feels like it was the right move. It feels safe. It feels like he's solid. And uh, we're going to go in the right direction. So, anyway, that's the show tonight. I appreciate you joining us. Uh, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts these days. Um, some exciting times are coming for the Atlanta Falcons. Um, y'all stay tuned and uh, keep listening. Uh, we appreciate every one of y'all. And uh, until next time, Falcons fans, rise up.